Welcome to Business Spotlight. This is Rob Bell, and today we are speaking with environmental activist Andrew Chun, who is the board president of the Splash Steamboat. How you doing, Andrew? Doing well. Thanks for having us. So um, I, I got a bunch of questions for you. I mean, we see the steamboat cruising up and down uh, the, the uh, Delaware River here in the New Hope Lambertville community all the time, and uh, some people might be wondering exactly what's going on with that. Um, I know you're having a 15th uh, anniversary. Is that right? That's right. Uh, I think June 1st is going to be, or excuse me, a couple days ago was our 15-year anniversary of operating in Lambertville. Um, mm-hmm. So our trusty Splash Steamboat has been in our neck of the woods for 15 years, and we hope for another 15 years after that. So, uh, so well, let's start at the beginning. What is the, what exactly is Splash, and what is the steamboat doing other than uh, looking really cool? Absolutely. So Splash is an acronym, um, Students Participating in Learning Aquatic Science and History. Uh, Splash is a little bit catchier, of course. Uh, but it is an organization that came about through our uh, now-deceased founder, Bart Hobel. Uh, he purchased the steamboat uh, as a replica of a fully functioning steam engine. Um, but he really wanted to have a vessel uh, and a place to teach kids and adults, um, basically students, about the environment and why we should care. Um, today we use the steamboat uh, as our classroom, really, to collect water samples, to teach kids about water quality and river sheds, and basically how to be better environmental stewards for the challenges that we face today and the challenges of tomorrow. Uh, We really feel that the immersive environment that we give while on the steamboat is a powerful tool and will then empower the kids uh, to lead us into a better future. That's fantastic. Um, and, and where are these kids coming from? Are they coming from the local schools, or and how old are they? So we, we teach kids as young as five all the way up to people, um, as senior citizens. Um, we have curved our curriculum to be in alignment with STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, mm-hmm. uh, and using hands-on learning experiences to provide that type of educational experience. Uh, we have kids coming from the general area, New Hope, Lambertville, um, as far down as Trenton, Camden. Um, we get a lot of grants and subsidies to try and provide our type of education to people regardless of their socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. Uh, so education for everyone, hopefully. So like, what are, what are like some of the typical things that kids would actually be doing to learn about the environment? So uh, our lesson plans, are generally two hours long, where we would have about three different uh, lessons built into the the tour itself. Mm-hmm. So we would have probably a watershed model talking about how pollution in one area of the watershed can then affect the entire watershed. Um, it could be something as simple as litter on the side of the road to pesticide applications in farmlands to just regular stormwater that runs down your street and how all of those things will then feed into a much larger ecosystem. From there, we typically do our river chemistry class where we're talking about oxygen and pH and you know the, clean, the clarity of the water and how that can affect various microbes and 
work its way up the food chain. Um, and then we have a STEAM lecture where our chief engineer uh, will be teaching the kids about the history of STEAM engineering and then how it all works. Um, so they get a little bit of everything. Um, and the cool part is that they're doing a lot of the hands-on sample collection, uh, the analysis, the interpretation, and we just prompt them with questions to then challenge um, their preconceived notions and hopefully build a more uh, structured and solid foundation for them to move forward. Wow, this is, this is, uh, sounds like a real floating cl- uh, classroom there. <laughs> we love doing it. Uh, it's very cool when you look over the side of the water and or the side of the boat and you see the water that we're sampling. Uh, sometimes we have them collect the samples themselves and then look at what's in the water. Mm-hmm. Are there any microbes in there? Anything you can see in a microscope? Can you draw it? What does it mean? How can you help uh, preserve the water quality of the Delaware River? I mean, I lived in Lambertville for several years. I love this area. Mm-hmm. I love the river. Everyone sees it. And to really get people on the water and to learn about it firsthand is just such a powerful tool. How's the river doing, by the way? Doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, we, 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 so we just started a new... Uh, uh, citizen science program, actually, uh, where we are engaging the, the the members of Lambertville and New Hope to join us uh, every other Saturday um, to collect some data on the quality of the river. So we've gotten a lot of grants from the National Park Service, uh, from the uh, Delaware uh, Wild and Scenic uh, Committees to monitor this stuff real time, uh, collect some data every two weeks, over the course of a year, see how the water quality changes based on river, uh, based on rainfall, based on seasons, based on you know, any type of events that folks may have in the general area. It could be something as simple as a car accident and some uh, oil from that spills into the water to a huge flooding event. You know, we're going to start to track all those things, provide that data to regulatory what? agencies, to Really, you actually have you can actually uh, just like one little car accident. You actually would pick that up with your uh, with your monitoring you equipment. Able, you may be able to uh, something as as small as you know uh, maybe a half inch of rain could have a whole lot of um, repercussions in right. terms of water quality, um, in terms of clarity, pH, oxygen. I would assume um, so. Yeah. 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 I mean, when it rains, the river moves much faster as well, so you're yep. picking up a lot more. Um, yeah. And you're eroding a lot more. So every little thing has an impact on the river. And so we're, right. we're studying it and then trying to fold it back into our educational curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, so when folks come onto the boat and they do their sample for the day, we then have a reference to say, this time last year, it was more, it was better, it was worse, right. it was higher, it was lower. Right. And then we can have some more critical discussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's super interesting um... Yeah, yeah I live, I'm blessed to live on the river too. So I'm when I mean it's been raining a lot, and uh, you know there's all kinds of huge trees floating down the river, and uh, yeah, it goes a lot faster. It gets pretty dangerous out there for the boaters. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and and these are things that a lot of folks just take for granted. You know, it's raining. Okay, the river is moving faster, but what does that really mean? And yeah. how, how does that impact not only the ecosystem but our own lives, because if you're a fisherman and you want to fish in the river, you can't because it's too fast, but also there's a big boulder or a big tree coming your way. And some <laughs> of the fish may also not be there because of various other reasons. Right. 
And so you can start to have those types of dialogues, um, both through our citizen science uh, discussions, but then also through some of our lesson plans that we have for kids and adults alike. Do you keep, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you keep track of uh, what happens on Lewis Island where they are catching the shad. You know, I think they, uh, they count the amount of fish and the kinds of fish uh, for environmental purposes. I believe so, yes. I'm not as intimately familiar with that part. Uh, a lot of other things on my plate, but I know right. that uh, our uh, executive director, Eric Clark, is very um, ingrained in a lot of those details. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to use as much evidence as we can to help our, our mission and really to educate the public. Mm-hmm. And how did, uh, how did the uh, steamboat uh, come about in particular? Like, why the idea of a steamboat? Honestly, I don't quite just, know. It's just uh, cool, you know? It is. <laughs> but you, you could just what? use just a regular boat for this. Absolutely. Um, it's, car- it's part of our value add. Um, our founder, Dr. Bart Hobel, he was right. a Princeton University professor, um, he found the boat, loved He the got boat. a deal on uh, eBay or something? <laughs> I think he was just uh, maybe going from garage sale to garage sale. <laughs> um, but no, he, I think he found it in Ohio, rehabbed it, did all the work, got it fully functioning. And a lot of our current volunteers were around 15 years ago when he brought it over, first right. introduced it to the area. And you know, it kind of really helped the organization keep going. Um, I've only been around now for about four years. I didn't have the pleasure of meeting Dr. Hobel, uh, but you know the spirit of Dr. Hobel is re- very much alive in the organization still to this day. And, and, yeah, that's great. And has the uh, steamboat always operated out of Lambertville? I yes. Uh, well, New Hope. Um, there was a couple of launching points that we had on the New Hope side for oh. a while. Oh, okay. We found our current home. Um, it's just much easier for us to get in and out of the water um, when we need to. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we can't have the boat in there uh, during the winter. So, uh, but we we work very closely with the boating club in Lamberville and the Swan Creek uh, Rowing Club as well. Right, they're right uh, there. We, yeah, we we all work together. Sometimes they help us with the launch and uh, the haul out. Uh, so they're really great partners of ours, and we share some of the spaces um, for some of our equipment storage as well. Yeah, it's a really cool boat. I um, I don't know if you remember uh, when they had the uh, dragon boat races. Uh, we actually yeah. went live with the PANJ radio from on top of the boat. Yes, I, I, I <laughs> did. I, I wasn't on the boat, but I did actually see it from the bridge. And I, it, it's events like that that are just so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, not only does it help our visibility, but it's a really cool finishing photo to see you know, the, the steamboat right at the finish line, yep. having the live announcements, and you guys get to see it from the perspective of the river and not necessarily from the bridge or wherever you from shore. Yeah. It's really cool. We love it. Yeah, it is fun. I think they're going to do that again uh, at some point this summer. Yeah, I, I've, heard, I've been hearing that. I haven't gotten the exact details of it, but I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic event. And by the way, when I was doing, uh, when I was looking you up online, I saw a picture of you from five years ago at my when I used to have Network Lambertville. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I actually met you five years ago, and uh, you know, yeah, another place, had, another time. I had just started volunteering with Splash at that time, uh, and so I was trying to figure out what is Splash and what do they, how do people know about Splash in uh, the local area, and I found that 
while people know about our steamboat, they may not know as much about our mission and why it's really so, such an important mission. It is. Uh, it's great. Yeah, we've been around for 15 years, and we're just in people's backyards, and they may just not know about us. Um, so we're always looking for more input, more volunteers, and obviously more donors because we are a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we want to really engage the people of New Hope and Lambertville to kind of get more involved in the river and in what's the natural environment <laughs> that we all take for granted every day. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a, it's a very good uh, cause. And that, so, like, if I'm an educator and I want my kids to experience this, how do I go about uh, signing up? That's a very good question. So um, we have redone our website uh, a year or two ago. Um, Liz Battaglia, another Lamberville resident, um, helped us out immensely with that. Uh, but there's uh, some forms that you can fill out directly on our website. Uh, it gets distributed through our uh, Google Form um, platform to the people that are scheduling, um, and we'll set you up uh, as soon as the space opens up. Really, okay. <laughs> we we have a completely uh, we have a really good roster of returning clients that love what we do and just keep coming back every single year. And they're just so dedicated to the mission and to really educating their own students. Um, and so we want to really continue to uh, offer that service and even expand that service, um, which is part of why we're do- hosting this fundraiser. Um, you know, everything that we do costs okay. a little bit of money. So right, of every little bit helps. <laughs> Right, right, right. And, and so you were operating basically on the weekends in the summer? Is that... Uh... Weekends, weekdays. Sometimes oh, weekdays as well? Day, okay. sometimes, yeah. Um, it's whenever we can get volunteers on the boat mm-hmm. and staff it. Um, we are a U.S. Coast Guard um, inspected vessel. We do have Coast Guard certified first mates and captains and engineers. I am myself a, a first mate. Um, so I had to go through that training and get the, the, the right certifications. Um, you know, to make sure we operate safely, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I've taken vacation days uh, to go teach on the boat. It's it's something that's really nice <laughs> and quite uh, quite enjoyable in the middle of a really nice day on a on a Tuesday. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'd much rather that than be sitting behind a computer screen sometimes. Oh yeah, just about anything's better than that. I think. <laughs> Very much so, and uh, you know, as a, as a, uh, we're going to talk about your anniversary party in uh, in a minute. But um, I, I think I was talking to Eric. I think he said they also you also might be able to rent out the boat for special occasions to raise money. Is that something you want to pursue? We we do. Um, obviously, the steamboat is quite a interesting venue. Um, so we have rented it out for private functions. I think someone's got married on there. Oh, wow. Uh, we, we do our fireworks cruises. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah, we're, we're honestly looking for any way to continue to raise funds to sustain and grow our operations. Um, so, yes, there, we do have private functions on there. Um, it's BYOB, of course, and bring your own food. But What a great place to watch the fireworks. Uh, it, it's the problem to me, at least it's the best place, uh, to go see the fireworks. I mean, it's better yeah. than the bridge. You, you can't get any closer than from our steamboat <laughs> and our, our tickets for whatever they sell out. Oh yeah. I'm within, sure. Within a week of us posting them, which is 
phenomenal for mm-hmm. me to mm-hmm. see. Uh, sometimes I can't even get a ticket, so I have to volunteer on the trip just to go see the fireworks, <laughs> <laughs> which I love to do. Uh, but you know, the tickets just go that fast. Now, do you, uh, do you have a Facebook page? Is that where you post it? We do. We do. So we people should page. like the page to be clued in, or do you also have an email sign-up? We, we have both. Um, so we constant contact. Uh, we send out mailings for some of these more public events. Uh, Facebook as well. Um, we're definitely increasing our social media presence. Uh, it has been a little lacking uh, in the past, but we're trying to bring it back into the 21st century. Sweet. Uh, yeah, we're, we're working really hard to uh, modernize and you know, expand our operations. Fantastic. Well, tell me about your 15th anniversary. It's coming up on June 1st, the party, right? Yeah, so it is our first big fundraiser that we've we've done, uh, at least since I've been involved. Uh, but we are hosting a silent auction uh, that's going to be June 1st, starting 5.30 to 8, or 5 to 8, excuse me, at the Sandcastle Winery in Irwina, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Farmer's Keep, who's going to be uh, catering the event. It's going to have, you know, open as much beer, wine, and some specialty cocktails as you like. Um, but we're really trying to raise some money to expand our operations and make sure that we can keep offering these services and offer them to more people. That's a it's terrific a- uh, venue, Yeah. by uh, the way. It, I've, I've been there. It's got a great view of the river, and uh, you know they've got the wine grapes and the big, big, huge building with the high, high ceiling. It's a great location for you guys. Yeah, and they're, they're currently putting up their... Um, their big party tent, their wedding tent. Um, so we're going to be set, set up in the party tent and on the first floor, um, have a couple different bar stations, lots of food. You know, it's nice business casual or just, you know, summer wear type of party. Um, have some silent auctions. There's a lot of really great prizes that people have donated. The generosity has been unbelievable mm-hmm. um, from the local community. So, you know, we really want to, have as many people show up as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, how much are the tickets, and is that a write-off since you're .org? Uh, it is. Um, so the tickets are, I believe, about $100 right now, okay. um, which to some people sounds like a steal, and to other people it may sound like a lot. Um, yeah, it all depends how much you make, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Um, but for the folks that are interested, yes, it is a um, tax deductible item, right. um, not, a portion of it. A portion, right, of course. Hundred, right, so right. we will absolutely be issuing letters saying, you know, how much of it was deductible. Very nice. Um, and you're supporting that, a great cause. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, all the silent auction items were donated, so all of the money you would be hopefully spending on the silent auction items would be tax deductible as well um, because it it is all a donation. Uh, so we would be working through that process um, once it's all done. But yeah, we're, we're. I think there's like five to six thousand dollars worth of items that uh, have been donated to us, which is unbelievable. What, what kind of things do you do you know off the top of your head? I mean, there's there's some things such as photography lessons, um, all the way to some dinner gift certificates. I think one year there was some hot air balloon rides. Uh, wow! Yeah, there's just a lot of really cool things that people are offering. Um, uh, there's a whole list on our website and on the event page for all of the uh, donors who have given uh, items to us. 
Um, so plus a whole bunch of really cool people who care about the environment. Absolutely. That you get to meet uh, and mingle yeah. with. And, and, and they're people from our local community um, that you just may not know. And you probably would want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I probably would like to meet you if you uh, are interested in learning about us. Or just, <laughs> talking, just talking about uh, the river. Uh, yeah. it's, really, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, anything else I forgot to ask you, Andrew? No, I mean, it's, it's been a great 15 years from what I hear. It's been a great four or five years for me. I'm really passionate about this organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think everyone in the community really benefits from having an organization like us here. Oh, totally. Um, and you know what? It adds to the charm of Lambertville and New Hope. I oh, it definitely know. does. It, you, you and the boat, the, uh, the dragon boats, and you have the people with the sculling and the yeah. steamboat. It's all part of the fabric of uh, these beautiful communities. Right. I tell my friends all the time that I volunteer with the steamboat, and they said, Steamboat, that seems weird. And I say, no one in Lambertville or New Hope bats an eyelash at it. It's, it's just part of the culture, yeah. which, is, which is why I love these towns. <laughs> yeah, we, can, we have the train coming back to the Lambertville site as well. We already have the, the steam engine train on the, in New Hope. It's, it's really a great place to visit. Yeah, um, and all the recognition that we've been getting or the towns have been getting through the travel organizations and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you haven't visited Lambertville and New Hope you're missing out uh and definitely come check out the steamboat while you're in town absolutely absolutely well listen uh thank you so much andrew for taking the time to uh, speak to us today no, i really appreciate you having us we're very excited about all this and we'll see you out here on the river and uh we'll, we'll see you on june 1st uh at the uh, winery i think that's going to be a fantastic event i'm looking forward to it Look forward to having you. Okay. Take care. This is Business Spotlight on PANJ Radio. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you next time.